Charlie Lawson, National Director of BNI in the UK and Ireland, and a very warm welcome to the first UK and Ireland BNI podcast. Uh, something we've intended to do for some time, never got around to, but we're here and doing it now. Uh, we've got uh, three special guests with me today to talk about our chosen topic for the first one, uh, networking nightmares. We'll get on to that in a bit, but let's just say hello quickly to everyone. First, we'll come to Jill Sorden. She's the Executive Director of BNI in the uh, Durham and Teesside area. Say hello, Jill. How are you? Hi there, Charlie. Hi, everybody. Good to have you with us. We've got uh, Gavin Hilljohn, uh, Executive Director of BNI uh, in uh, the South uh, Wales area. Hey, Gavin, well, how are you? Yeah, very well. Hi, everyone. And uh, last but not least, we've got Duncan Webster. Uh, and we're completing the set on Executive Directors of BNI here, ED uh, in uh, Northants and Leicestershire and uh, a couple of other places as well. But we'll go with that for now. Hi, Duncan. Yeah, Huntingdonshire and Rutland. Hi, guys. <laughs> I should have had it in front of me. I'm extremely sure. well. Uh, I'm very awesome today. Excellent. We fully expected you to be awesome. Uh, that's uh, that's good to hear. Cool. So, no, thank you very much, all of you, for doing this. Uh, as I say, for our first one, um, we'll uh, we'd love to. We'll be doing more. This isn't the this isn't the only one. This is the the first of many, and we're going to talk about networking nightmares today. If you, as a, a listener, would like to get involved with this uh, podcast, we'd love to hear from you. Please do get in touch. Um, we'll uh, give contact details at the end for the best way to do that. Um, but uh, you might also like to tell us what uh, what topics you'd like us to cover. We'll have different guests on at different times. Uh, maybe if you'd like to come on and share, share a topic with us, we'd love to love to hear from you. Uh, but uh, we'll get into that in a bit. Let's talk networking nightmares, though, first, um, because that's uh, that's our chosen topic for the for, the, for our first podcast here today. Um, well, who's going to start us off? Let's let's come to Gavin. I'm, I'm looking at Gavin and I'm thinking that. I think he's going to have a juicy networking nightmare. Come on, what what is your work? We all have these things from time to time. We we hope networking is going to be productive. We hope it's going to be good fun. We hope it's going to be uh, deliver results for us. But sometimes things don't go don't go quite to plan, do they? Gone, Gav. Over to you. What's what's your worst networking nightmare you've ever experienced? Well, there's a few. If I really wanted to go down that avenue, but to pick one in in particular, I think the the worst one for me was about two years ago. Pip and I had just taking over our BNI franchise and we were running our first networking event as executive directors. And about 25 years ago, I had a, a small accident and I got hit in the face with a drill, which is probably a topic for another podcast. But the result of which is I've got some porcelain teeth and one of them's held up with a big steel post into the top of my mouth. Well, we and, may just briefly have to hear a little bit about the accident. Just, you know, you can't leave us hanging on that. But uh... well, well, it, I, I wasn't, it wasn't a sort of a violent thing. It was actually self-inflicted. So I was working, I got a degree in civil engineering and I was working in uh, Heathrow on the Heathrow Express rail link. So if any of you have ever used that railway line. I've used term, it many times. I had no idea that you were. You were yeah, so I was, I, I was a and shift engineer. For it. Yeah, so I was the shift, I was a shift engineer on Terminal 4 and uh, I was drilling into a concrete wall to put a bracket up which held a laser and that laser was what we used to guide the tunnel machine. and. It was a really long drill bit, about two and a half feet, and it hit a piece of steel. And the drill bit stopped, but the drill carried on moving. And it spun round, and it left my grip. And then because of the length of the drill bit, it went in this – it's like a cartoon thing. It just went in this ever-increasing arc until at one point, stupefied, I'm still looking at it, the motor hit me straight in the face. 
So and it happened. Is what I'm, I'm thinking. Here. It was it was it was out. But the best bit was it was two o'clock in the morning, uh, and I was doing a, a a night shift on a Saturday. So it was two o'clock in the morning on a Sunday. So I'd smashed my mouth in. I went to the local hospital. And they said, "Well, there's nothing we can do. We don't have a a dentist here." So then I drove back to my house in Cardiff at, uh, on the Sunday morning after a twelve hour night shift. So I finished my shift. Then I drove home. Then I went to an emergency dentist, but. They couldn't see me till Monday. So I had a liquidized Sunday dinner and eventually I got seen on the Monday. And Okay, so forgive me. I, 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 to be fair, I asked for it. I wanted to hear. Where <laughs> we're not on engineering nightmares. Let's get back to networking nightmares. So, so, so well, fast on, yeah. forward 25 years, uh, this porcelain tut's been in my mouth for 25 years with no issues at all. I've eaten everything. Apples, toffees, doesn't matter what it is. And the night before, we were due to deliver our first networking event as the executive directors of BNI South Wales. We're having some soup, had a piece of bread, and the crust, for some reason, it just knocked the tooth. And that tooth clicked and fell out. So then, And I couldn't get to the dentist because we started the networking meeting at 7 o'clock in the morning. So I did the entire two-hour networking meeting with my little finger holding my tooth into my mouth. Twice it fell out. (laughs) <laughs> where I let go and it popped out. But the entire meeting, I was just trying to hold a tooth in place. So not the most auspicious start to my career as a, a lead networking expert. But yeah, a long story. But There you go. I, 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 I wish I'd been there to see it with Gavin just holding his tooth in place. <laughs> like, yeah, like that. That's, uh, that's awesome. Well, yeah, you know, uh, it's, these things happen. I actually have a very, I wasn't going to do this, but I didn't know you were going to talk about tooth, uh, teeth in particular. Um, I had a very similar example when I was on my, it's when I was early on in my career in BNI and I was asked to take over a new region. I'd been working in BNI South East London. I went to North West London and um, I was on holiday just before, until the night before the, the, the first meet. A bit sounds like very similar to you, being presented to the team, if, if you like, in, in my new role. And I had a very similar story with the broken teeth. Uh, you know, we were in we were on holiday in Spain, and you know when you got the, the sort of a villa with a pool, um, the, the the pool cover sometimes on a on a thing so you can wind it up, and we put the pool cover in the middle when it was on the on the on the wind up thing and using it as a volleyball net. That, that seems very sensible to me, obviously, but then not very sensibly, um, we decided to try jumping over it, and so we were kind of jumping over this thing and then diving back into the water. My brother-in-law. Uh, successfully got over i was nearly over then he pushed me over and gave me the last little shove to get over i landed on the uh, on the floor of the swimming pool on my tooth managed to smash it and the next day i had to go into to this beard i made i didn't hold it in place i should have thought of that idea just to, but maybe it was lost on the bottom of the swimming pool floor never mind uh, enough on enough on teeth for a sec uh, jill let's let's bring you in networking nightmares in terms of uh, in terms of your experience how have, uh, have you found things? Do you, do you have anything to rival what Gavin's been up to? Absolutely not, sadly. Um, no great engineering stories. Got some kind of holiday-type bloopers, but not necessarily directly related to networking. Probably not networked quite as much to have the experience uh, as you guys have. Have got a great story from a, a chapter in the region, though, in, in terms of their room where they um, met was very, very close to the breakfast area of the hotel. So you had to kind of come through the breakfast area to get to the room where the chapter met. 
Um, and a great story, which is a little bit legendary in the region, is that they had a, a gentleman, a, a more mature gentleman, who was obviously coming down for breakfast from his room. And because there is breakfast being served within the BNI space, he's there in his dressing gown and wanders into the, the, the chapter meeting to help himself to his breakfast and his coffee. And, you know, thinking everybody's very chatty and very friendly within this environment. But but didn't quite get to the point where he actually sat down to the meeting. I think the the, the chapter members kind of realised what was going on, but essentially they're in a white robe, having breakfast, getting tucked into open networking at the beginning of a meeting, which was, was quite fabulous, I thought. <laughs> oh, I loved it. If he, if he, I loved it if he uh, came and sat down in the meeting as well. Just, uh, you know, it, it is it is bathroom. Well, uh, brilliant. Um, yeah, you get all sorts when it comes to, uh, to B&I meetings, don't you? Um Duncan, what about you? Where, where's, where have you gone with networking nightmares? What's a, what's a, give us a, a well, bit of I, your history. If I go down Gavin's line and look at a personal nightmare, mistake, failure, um, depends how you look at it, really. Um, after being in a chapter for six months, they, my first six months, they asked me to, to be president of the chapter. And I was quite new. And only six months earlier, I used to go bright red when I did my presentation. So my first two presentations as a new member, I, I was like a Swan Vesta match um, on both meetings. And then I got to be able to hide those nerves um, And that, until they asked me to be president. And I did say no um, um, immediately. No, I had no desire to be president. And then the, someone said, no, no. Everybody, you know, would like you to run the meeting. There was 32 members, very male-dominated back then, so 30 men and only two females in the group. Um, my biggest fear was I'm dyslexic, so I knew I'd have to read off a script, and that was a fear in itself. So, But I did all the preparation, and I was only about three weeks in, and I, was, I got up in the morning not feeling very well. And Tracy came down just to see me off, because we are quite traditional as, as, as a couple, she sort of sees the man off to work and greets him when he comes back. So, which I like, you know, I'm old fashioned and you guys know that already. But um, I was being ill over the sink and uh, I was, Chase says, you're not going to be in I says, I've got to go. For some reason in my head, I think I'm completely indispensable. I've got to go. The meeting won't run without me. And literally, she's got hold of the thing and got hold of my hand, tried to stop me going out the door. I said, no, I've got to go. People are relying on me. So I went to some meeting and tried to run it as normal. And I thought everything was okay. Got it all together. Just kind of pretended there was nothing wrong with me. So I started read, reading and most of the scripts memorized. So as I'm reading the script and trying to put my best effort in, we're on a long table at a golf club, so 30 people around almost like a long boardroom table. So a lot of the couples were sat opposite each other. You know, it'd be like when you go out to dinner. And there was a couple only about three rows down from me facing each other. And while I'm reading the script, they're talking to each other. And I just really didn't know what to do. I mean, don't forget, I was new. And I looked at them. I went quiet so I could hear hear them. So could the rest of the room. And I said, well, I would suggest both of you do a one-to-one because actually talking while I'm talking it isn't very respectful. And the moment I said those words, I kind of completely regretted it at the time because the room just went completely silent. I wasn't experienced enough 
to really know what to do from that point onwards. I, I, I don't do humour, so then you could cut the air with a knife. And uh, it went round, and I just realised at the end of the meeting I'd made a big mistake. The first mistake was not listening to Tracy. That's where the big mistake was. I wasn't indispensable, and I then found myself having to phone both these members to apologise to them for calling them out in front of the room. It's not to say I wouldn't do that now, but I would do it in a slightly different way. And I have to say, as someone that was new at it, I, I beat myself up over it for about four to five weeks. And I don't think people realise how sensitive you are when you make a mistake like that. Um, but I don't see it as a mistake because those four to five weeks of mulling over it and how to handle difficult situations have given me experience. And I handle situations like that, as, as you guys know, completely different. I, w- I would never dream of just doing it that way. There, there are better ways to do it. Well, that's, that's an interesting point. And it's, it's probably worth coming on to that because in the end, okay, sometimes these things are slight personal nightmares. And yes, Duncan, that wasn't probably your finest morning no, <laughs> of your life. Um, and, you know, we, it's how, how we deal with different things uh, that, uh, that really, or what we learn from them, I, I think. Um, you know, you, anyone can make a mistake. I think that's, uh, that, that's fine. It's, it's if you make the same mistake again, that that's, that's probably yeah. the bigger issue. Um, you know, we've got to talk about them, about them as learning experiences. And, you know, you, you've, you were just hinting there, you, you've definitely learned and changed your behaviours, changed the way you handle certain things as a result. And, and I think that's fundamental when it comes to, to networking. So maybe if you're listening to this and say, maybe, OK, maybe you haven't made these exact errors or maybe, you know, you haven't come down to, to you know, interrupted a BNI meeting or a networking meeting in your dressing gown, you know, you, 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 you know, it's it's something that you probably wouldn't have done itself, but we'll all have made or had our own challenges or had our own networking mistakes, and it's about how you deal with them afterwards, isn't it? Is that fair, Jill? Would you say? Yeah, I, yeah, I would, and I, you know, we all tr- want to exemplify, you know, to our members, and want you know to lead by example in our behaviours. I mean, I had a a chapter meeting where the the car park is particularly tight, and everybody's very mindful of you know there's lots more people going to use the car park and I duly did I only have a little car duly did parked in a lovely little corner of that um, car park <laughs> and then midway into somebody's midway into somebody's um, feature presentation there's a knock at the door uh, where the meeting's happening from the hotel staff saying can somebody move the car and I'm like almost sat there going well who would have parked in a ridiculous space to not you know cause a blockage and you know we all have to be really thoughtful at this venue and then they read the number plate and it was my car and I'm like oh my goodness and, and you're trying so hard to 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 not make that mistake because you would you know you don't want any of those chapter members to be that person but when it's the person who's there as the director consultant or it's the executive director feeling like this big um yeah never park there again <laughs> that's for sure <laughs> well, that, that, that perhaps reminds me of a, a, a one of my networking nightmares I, I i haven't really shared one yet you've, you've all uh, divulged uh, very openly and and i haven't uh, and i remember a time again this is probably early on in my uh, networking career but it's a it's certainly bni career um is when i was looking after bni in southeast london and i used to live in london bridge and then i the area went out of london from there if you like and there was a chapter right on the sort of edge in Edging, edging towards Kent and I was supporting that chapter and I was due at the chapter one morning for a and regular chapter meeting visit but I was doing the feature presentation that day and you know that nightmare when you 
Uh, it's basically an alarm clock related nightmare. <laughs> the first I knew of it, I mean, it's an early morning meeting, so I would have been due there at 6.30 or so, something like that. Um, the first I was aware and compass that morning was when my alarm clock said 7.15 and it was blaring at me and I don't know what had happened. I don't know whether I just hit it onto snooze or I hadn't said it right or what, whatever. My, my fault completely. But it was 7.15. The, the chapter meeting was a good 45, 40, 40 minute drive away. Um, you know, taken very fast at uh, keeping as legal as I possibly could, maybe just under that. But, you know, it's a good 40-minute driveway. So whatever happens, I wasn't going to get there until – and this, by the way, this was when the alarm went off. I was still in bed, so I had to hurriedly get – I don't think I've ever got out of the house as quickly as I did. Drove as fast as I possibly could, keeping uh, being very careful, obviously. Um, and I pitched up at the group at about five – or two minutes past eight, maybe, just, just gone eight o'clock. At the point where they're announcing when the feature speaker should uh, should be, uh, you know, announcing who the feature speaker is. And it was me. And I was obviously running rather late. And the only thing I could do in that situation was to actually say, well, I'm not going to do I can't do my 10 minute presentation. I was going to do. I'm going to talk about the value of being on time. And, you know, <laughs> I had to take the mick out of myself. Otherwise, you know, it would it, it actually diffuse the situation completely. I mean, I've Still, obviously, very apologetic to the group. Uh, you know, when I was able to talk to them properly afterwards, but it it kind of just put it out there in the open. If you try and hide it, if you try and cover it up, then then you've got a bigger challenge, haven't you? And I don't know if you've ever seen Gab perhaps coming coming to you. Have you have you seen people try and rectify a mistake by covering up, or or do you think openness is is the best policy on it? Well, yeah, I've seen I've seen both. I've seen people trying to cover it up. I mean, if I was to say that my dog didn't bark earlier on in the middle of this podcast, but that would probably be trying to cover it woof, up. The, woof, woof. Woof, woof, <laughs> the fact that I've got a, a deaf and visually go. impaired dog that's just looking out the window. See what you preach and just be completely open about completely it. Completely honest, he's just stitched me up completely, and he's barking at his mother coming through the front door. But never mind, that's that's where we are. But yeah, I've I've often seen people who yeah they t- they turn up late or they. They come to a presentation and they, they go round the houses trying to explain or justify where actually if you just cut to the chase and say, look, hands up, this is what happened. I mean, it was very similar to what happened to Pip and I when we first put B&I online onto Zoom. So our very first meetings, two meetings running on the Wednesday morning, we had it all set up. Pip's computer was downstairs. Mine was upstairs, ready to go. The only problem was neither of us got out of bed. And the only reason we knew that we were, was because the phones went and it was the, the vice presidents of both chapters saying, I know we're starting on Zoom, but how do we get in? At which point we were like, oh, dear, dived out. And and so this is the first time, yeah, the first and only time that I've actually delivered a B&I meeting in my underwear. But it was at that moment in time because we had no choice. So, But as you said, it was far better just to say to the chapter, guys, this is new to us. This is what's happened, and and fair stuff, and it, it's turned into a good little folklore story now. Yeah, I, I think it's it's about being real and being being human, and and you know, if, yeah, if you if you had tried to to make an excuse there, or I, I mean, I could I could have made an ex, made my excuses with the uh, with with that time when I when I was late. Um, you know, the one thing I know for sure is I'll make sure my alarm's set on, on time, and you know, you you learn from the, from from the errors, don't you? So. Mm. Um, I think that's a, that's a fundamental part of life and business, you know, and, and, and you know, not making the same mistake again is, is, is the key. Um, so just let's start to, to 
heard some great networking faux pas, obviously. Uh, this is what, uh, what was always going to come out of this. You know, if we can give uh, some advice to people listening, um, let's hope there are some people listening. I'm just going to say that and throw that out there because we're doing this for the first time. No idea what's going to happen with this. But let's assume that someone is listening. Um, and, you know, if we can give people a bit of a takeaway here, what to, what to do. Um, Duncan, where, where would you go with this? What, what, what advice would you give to people when it comes to, to networking uh, mistakes in particular? How, 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 would you, how would you suggest people handle things? I think... Um... As as I kind of said in my first uh, chat, was um, I think it's fa- failure is the only failure if you don't learn by it. So I think if you do make make a mess up, you've got to take away something from that. Don't go repeating that because then it is a failure, you know, coupled with another failure. I I think honesty is um, certainly the the best route. Um, I mean, I'd, I've never been as late as you guys. Um, Right by the wire, you know. I mean, I just would not do that. That's just not in me. You know, uh, I did do a random meeting. I remember going to Leicester Central, literally right in the middle of Leicester, Leicester, and it's such a hard venue to find the first time. And I was going round in circles, round in circles on the Saturday. I just couldn't find this hotel, and I knew it was on the other side of these buildings. And uh, in the end, I it took me out round this road, and I just thought, this is now past the point where I can turn up. I, like I could not turn up at this point. I thought, well, let's go around one more time. And then I got a flash of a camera and I got a speeding ticket. And now, now I mean, you'd already had the red lights going there. Like you must have had red lights all the way to your group. And I thought, I can't, I can't embarrass myself by going in the meeting. And they weren't expecting me, so I drove all the way home again, <laughs> only to book it to go back the following week. Now, of course, I did share because it's comical. I did share with them when I went back the next week what had happened to me. But, um, yeah, it's absolutely fine. And honesty is definitely the, the best policy. Honesty is the best policy. I, I think I think I would agree with you, even if uh, we uh, duck out of going initially uh, just, uh, just out of embarrassment. Yes, yeah, so been quite, I, I think you need uh, really – I do have broad shoulders, but really big broad shoulders to walk in. At What time did you say you went in? Five past eight? Oh, just, just about five past eight, something like that. But I thought it was best to turn up. Hey, there we are. Um, Jill, what about you? Um, you know, a lot of um, uh, people in BNI or maybe thinking about BNI, I, I guess probably we're, we're talking about this a lot from the perspective of, of, of running a BNI business. A lot of, a lot, uh, you know, running chapters, supporting chapters and being the face of BNI, if you like. A lot, a lot of members will probably perhaps be thinking about, well, what's the difference for my business? Perhaps they've not delivered a, a weekly presentation quite in the way they want to, or, you know, perhaps had an embarrassing conversation somehow. And, you know, it's, it, it's going to be mistakes like that that often come up well, what advice would you give uh, members if you had someone coming to you and say look I, i've totally mucked up my uh, my presentation or I totally uh, to totally uh, embarrass myself in that conversation how, how would you what advice would you give them I've, i i think any any mistakes that we make along the way just prove that we're human to, to be honest and you know when whenever we get new members and it's so lovely to see new members journeys isn't it when they come in and they're you know people are are frightened to speak even if it is for their weekly presentation or their feature presentation it's so lovely to see people grow in confidence and I think you asked me what the biggest piece of advice is and that is to be yourself because that's the best person that you can be in any of these situations and you know we all we all can make mistakes we learn from them as Duncan has mentioned but and, and then 
flip it to an opportunity for me. And, you know, somebody will always resonate with that. Somebody will always connect with you with that. I mean, we've had, you know, when we've all been on BNI online and people are coming into the Zoom meeting and their their name is from the quiz night before. And some of them are often not appropriate to be in a BNI meeting. But you know what? It opens up a conversation. It opens up a dialogue and it starts people chatting. And it can be funny. And I can't possibly share with you any of the the names that I've seen because it would include lots of asterisks. But it's op- it, it just provides an opportunity to have a conversation about it. And it's well, um, it, it makes people more real, doesn't it? You know, being, yeah, totally. being yourself is, is, is vital. But yeah, it helps totally. build that relationship, I guess. Um, yeah, can I, I will share with you, not so much a networking nightmare. I suppose it is a networking if you think that something like an awards gala is an opportunity to network, which it is in our region. But we have had a, a one in our region where there was everybody was obviously in black tie. And then on the dance floor towards the end of the evening, there's a couple there having an absolute great time. And I'm thinking, I don't recognise those. And they've got jeans on and things. I wonder if they're a new member and I've not met them yet or they've nipped upstairs, got changed out of their you know, high heels or whatever, having an absolute great time. Saw them take, we had like selfie squares and saw them taking some photos with selfie squares, thinking, oh, well, there must be new members and kind of moved on to the rest of the evening and then the next day on twitter there are just a couple who were staying in the hotel who thought god there was an absolute cracking party happening in there and they were so complimentary about everybody bni members there's pictures with them the, the selfie squares and everything and proper did a little bit of a, a social media shout out for bni in the region and it was just something that was kind of not what we'd planned but it turned into a great opportunity and, and a great bit of buzz about the evening hilarious well, that that's uh, that sounds like uh, exactly the way we should be showcasing mm-hmm. BNI. It's a great place to be, a uh, great place to dance the night away if you're if you're able to do so. Obviously, uh, not to, not right now, um, but uh, yeah, uh, no, lo- lovely story. Um, and well, let's uh, let's let's wrap this up because um, we uh, we must uh, um, think about uh, well, finish up on the topic of networking nightmares. If you've had any particular networking nightmares that you can uh, share with us quickly, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, we'll perhaps do a quick shout out for anyone who who responds in on our next podcast. Uh, if you want to get in touch, please do get in touch with Lisa, Lisa Moore. Um, and uh, the email address is marketing at eurobni.com, marketing at eurobni.com. Love to hear from you. We're also available all through normal uh, all uh, BNI UK and Ireland uh, social channels as well. Uh, please do get in touch. Um, but uh, for now, let's uh, let's wrap this up. Say thank you to Gavin, to uh, to Jill and to Duncan for being with us. Thank you for being honest and sharing your networking networking nightmares. Pleasure. Appreciate it. Did you feel? Do you feel okay about it? Have you got it off your chest? You you, you feel uh, you, you feel uh, yeah. Well, it's now. People are going <laughs> to follow me now. It's just Duncan's just going to keep highlighting that you were the latest to the meeting, Charlie. I think you probably will. I I I, I, I have to I have to accept that and learn from my mistakes. So, uh, there we are. Anyway, we'll see you on the next uh, next BNI UK and Ireland podcast. Thank you for listening. Hope you've enjoyed this one. Uh, and please do get in touch. Let us know if, you, uh, if you've got any networking nightmares you'd like to share or other topics you'd like to hear. See you very soon. <laughs>